The Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is having their best deal of the year. Go to shadyrays.com. Use the code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarised sunglasses and go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady to enter the Shady Rays Parley of the Day contest. There will never be a greater contest to be announced in this accent than the Shady Rays Parley of the Day contest. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, uh, coming to you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne. Uh, today is Friday, the 28th of April, uh, and we are here uh, to bash out an episode covering what happened midweek and um, games on Saturday, Sunday and Monday night um, before we before we. There's games on Tuesday as well, but we'll cover those at the weekend. Uh, joining us, we're, I mean, we're already a day late. Then I think we were half an hour late. And now I think we're nine minutes late on that half an hour. Uh, so fine's all round, but I'll, I'll probably blame uh, blame you for this, Baz. Barry Prenaluna, have you had a couple of beers? What's going on? Can't blame me, because I was here ready on Thursday night and you were down in, <laughs> in the smoke down in London. I was um, doing that. But then we've, we've sort of struggled. You've been busy, I've been busy. I've, I'm... Fully, I mean, the dedication of the calls tonight from me is absolutely without question because I've been out after work, drinks, food, and everybody is still out having drinks. And I left early because I knew I had to come here and make a podcast because the listeners need to hear from me. Um, so I'm here and yeah, we, we are a little bit later than usual, normally a Thursday night. Here we are on the Friday, but plenty of time for people to listen in, get involved, get all our picks for the weekend's action. Yeah, there's only three games on Saturday, so um, it, it's not as urgent that we uh, that we're 24 hours behind. Yeah, I was working in London. It was all right, bit of a fancy job in Camden Town, Baz, down Camden Market. Uh, first time I've been along there with the the locks and all that. It was quite nice. Um, you know, London. I'm still not sure about London. It's a bit uh, bit of a funny place, but I'm a bit tired and emotional now, Baz. Uh, Travelling back today, I poured myself a little glass of Shiraz. Yeah. Oh, well, that's um, good. What I'm, have you got? I mean, I'm, I'm on the uh, Malbec. No, you're on a Malbec. So, uh, Tell I'm you what, culture does, Paz. I'm slightly inebriated. Uh, I have been out <laughs> since 3pm this afternoon. I left oh, work. Shit. Went and had a, so I have had seven or eight bevies. Uh, <laughs> for the Americans. <laughs> I've had a little bit of food just to soak some of it up. Yeah. I jumped on the bus home. I said to Helen, do you want to pick me up from the bus stop? She said, sure thing. And as soon as she pulled up at the bus stop, I said, we need to stop at the shop. I need a bottle of wine. Yeah. I thought, if I don't carry on drinking, I'm going to get a hangover halfway through this podcast. Uh, and nobody needs that. So, uh, yeah. There you go. Uh, the um, comments, the YouTube comments, if you've never listened uh, via live on YouTube before. Uh, there's loads of people in there already. Give it a go. It's, it's good. Lively. Uh, we she... need to do a Friday night more often. Look at the YouTube. We do, don't we? Everyone's, uh, everyone's buzzing. Serial's in there. Captain Insano, Slick Rick said in the Discord channel he would be here. Uh, Bridge Cox, new name, already getting stuck into his for big and fancy pants working in London. Um, so, yeah, if you are new, Bridge Cox, uh, welcome. 
Nice to have you. Um, right, Baz, do you want to, I mean, do you want to introduce me as the greatest tipster of all time? How do we do this? You want me to go out and come back in? Malcolm, I mean, I've, what? I've, put, I've put various tweets out. I've picked <laughs> you up. I've said you've got the crown this week. Where, I mean, we've had various weeks. Bridge Cox is Lenny Cox. Lenny Cox has never... Oh, is it? Of course it is. Hello, Lenny. Um, good to see you, Lenny. Um, yeah, I've put you all over Twitter and Discord. I've bigged you up as much as I can possibly do before I vomit. Um, <laughs> I did yeah. think you must be hating it. That was uh, that was even better than me Malcolm, picking the winners. It's all about the show. Now that we've put out some great stuff. And whilst I've had less winners, uh, I've had a profitable week. Some good... Yes, yeah, 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 absolutely. Overall, the show has been fantastic. We'll cover the review in a little bit. Um but honestly, I, I think it was one of our best shows in a long time covering those midweek games. And it started really badly for me. Again, we'll come to that soon. Uh, but yeah, you've smashed it this week and I'm sure you'll tell us all about it as we uh, review those games. Yeah. Well, I don't know if there is there a podcast Hall of Fame. I don't know if there is, uh, but there should be. You know, if there's a SGPN podcast Hall of Fame, then episode 60 of the Premier League Gambling podcast should go straight into it. I don't know where to go from here. It's almost that I feel like we should have maybe wrap the show up. That's... Honestly, I, mean, I, I put out on Twitter this morning, nobody could have done better than us this week uh, in predicting those games. Uh, and, and more so you. I'll hold my hands up to that. But uh, yeah, lots of winners, but good price winners all over as well. That is the thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm not just talking even monies and odds-ons and all that. Um, smashed it all over the place, didn't yeah. I've had, uh, I've had loads of lovely messages. People sitting like, oh, Malcolm, you're the best kid ever. Stuff like that. Mate. Malcolm, you're the goat. Um, Malcolm, will you come and like, sleep with my wife? Because you're probably meant at that. Like Loads of messages, stuff like that. So yeah, I appreciate everyone. Everyone who's been in touch. That's fantastic. Yeah, thank you very much for that. Um, yeah, but we'll get to them. I felt really weird handicapping this today because I didn't feel like I had to because we've just seen all these teams... <laughs> In the last 72... No, no, genuinely, though. We've seen all these teams in the last 72 hours and I know exactly what's going to happen. So I don't know. It wasn't difficult, like... Do you know what? Prime yeah. regression is on its way, but I've got a one-in-nine weekend coming up. So let's not uh, make any bones about that. But, um, yeah, outstanding. So we'll, we'll briefly quack through, because, I mean, what are that part of the season now, Baz, where every game is uh, hugely important. And we had the game of the week, well, in fact, the game of the season, really, um, for uh, for the top of the table, the Manchester City-Arsenal game. But then, yeah, there was something riding on just about every match. Um, the relegation uh, picture, not really in any clearer focus, but there were some teams had better midweeks than others. Uh, so we'll run through these and tell you where I picked up nine winners out of 10. There was um, one thing that... Um, the gamblers fallacy kept me grounded. I'll touch that in a minute as well. Um, firstly, the Shady Rays parlay of the day contest. Um, the special parlay of the day contest for people who've bought their shades from shadyrays.com using the promo code SGPN. Each day, the NFL Draft, the Sports Gambling Podcast, will release a Shady Rays parlay of the day. If the parlay hits, the cash will be awarded to one lucky listener. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady to start getting shady. Um, Shady Rays, remember that premium sunglasses brand, polarised shades, customisable snow goggles, um, all that kind of shenanigans, and the great protection of um, replacing lost and broken pairs. Even on day one, no questions asked. Send them back and you'll get your money back or replacement. Um, 
exclusively for our listeners. Shady Ways has given out their best deal of the year. Go to shadyways.com. Use the code SGPN uh, for 50% off two or more pairs of polarised sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. Um, so we go all the way back to Tuesday night. Um, there was uh, Tuesday night was okay. I went two out of three. There was no sign of the heat that was about to come. Uh, Wolves two, Crystal Palace nil. This worked out um, lovely for Wolves. I took Wolves um, on the money line and everything went right for them. They got Palace scored an own goal in the first minute. And that really plays properly into Wolves' hands because they're quite good when they're in front. Uh, they kind of could hold Palace at arm's length to defend quite well. They got another one late doors with a penalty. A horrific tackle from Sam Johnson, who was remarkably not sent off. But yeah, they called this one right. It was a good start. Uh, Baz, you were on the other side. You took your um, you took your Palace team and, and they weren't very good again. Yeah, I, I, I squeezed the Palace juice a little bit too hard, didn't I? And, and, and went a little bit too far. I didn't think we'd really bother talking about Tuesday. I thought we'd just skip straight on to Wednesday, to be honest. But yeah, Palace. Okay. Um, I'm just going through the games, Baz, Baz, Baz. Uh, yeah. I've just got nothing good to say about Tuesday. Villa won Fulham nil. Yeah, you, you went over three, didn't you? Fair enough. Um, I'll, I'll wish to it then. Yeah, I took Villa to beat Fulham. You took Villa team total. Um, so that went down as well. But yeah, Villa did the business at home. And then Leeds won Leicester won. So I went nine and one, Baz, but this was my dog of the week. So the one I managed to lose was the player I put out as my dog. So that was pretty impressive. Uh, finished 1-1. One, one. You took both teams to score over two and a half. Yeah. So that, that went down lovely. as well. Did you see Did you see the Bamford miss? At the death? Yes. Oh, my one. God. My God. Because obviously we've got it at 1-1. One, one. I just need any goal to finish me off. Get that, get that bet in. Um, and Bamford missed a chance, which honestly, the XG for that chance alone must have been about 0.9 or something like that. It was absolutely on a plate for him. At the he does that. Keep us stranded. And yeah, he's absolutely shite, isn't he? So yeah, Tuesday was not good for me, but it got a lot better from there. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, Wednesday. Well, I mean, yeah, this is where the uh, this is where all the silliness started. Uh, Nottingham Forest 3, Brighton 1. Um uh, we handicapped this and you said you weren't brave enough to take Forrest on the money line and I said, hold my beer. As Patrick on uh, on yeah. Twitter pointed out, I will take Forrest on the money line at 5-1. to one. And he got it done. Um, missed a penalty early on. I thought, oh, here we go. Um, went 1-0 down and then got back into it with a little deflection. Brighton did miss loads and loads of chances, but you have to factor that in. For the, the handicap wasn't that Forrest were going to dominate the game. Right, it was a good loads of chances. That's, yeah, that's yeah, part of your handicap, isn't it? It was a good, um, it was a good spot for Forrest against it, emotionally and physical, physically tired. He did make changes as well. There was quite a few young kids coming for Brighton, um, and Forrest had shown enough against Liverpool the previous week to think they were still playing, still fighting, and sure enough, um, got it done. You took, oh, ladies' menu for you, wasn't it, Baz? Forrest, yeah, yeah, plus Forrest one with a even money. Yeah, but uh, I mean, both of us, we, we both handicapped it really well. We both said Forrest had shown enough in the previous game. We're both worried about Brighton for all of the reasons around the FA Cup. And, and absolutely, you were braver than I was. Um, but we both cashed a winner. And, you know, that's what it's all about. Uh, Chelsea nil, Brentford 2. The hapless Frank Lampard continues in his quest for a football team to win a match. Um, under two and a half was the pick. Brentford scored in each half and won 2-0. Um, not much to say about this, really. I don't think Brentford were very good. In fact, they didn't have to be 
and uh, again off the ladies menu bars Brentford on the double chance yeah but 11 to 10 it's a plus plus money winner isn't it what did you back under two and a half what price nine to ten but I made yeah, one pick and it won Baz you, you took one pick and, and got less money for your you pick, took a 15 yeah. to four chance and got paid oh, 11 yeah, to ten you can, yeah, you can talk up, about it anywhere you want we'll, we'll come <laughs> to this actually in a bit because because your hundred your hundred percent record on Thursday can be brought into question if we want to talk about double picks, but you do I don't think you want that. Uh, want this. That was a winner for me. Yeah, I took Brentford double chance. Yeah, I know exactly. I've just looked at me notes. I don't know what you're going to say. You're exactly. a fool. <laughs> West Ham uh, one, <laughs> Liverpool two. Um, this was a good one. Over one and a half first half goals. We said West Ham could come out flying. Liverpool could do the same. Um, Said it could be one all at half time, and sure enough, there it was. Uh, price of six to four plus 150. You took West Ham on the double chance. Are you being on the estrogen last week when you picked these bars? What I can't remember them being this. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the word I can use without getting cancelled. Yeah. Um, being this. No. Feminine? Meek. Meek. Meek, we go for. Meek and mild on West Ham. Well, there you go. I. I... That was one of the ones that went down, wasn't it? But there's plenty of good Yeah, stuff. West Ham, I thought, played well. There was a bit of a mad hand ball near the end. Or, yeah, uh, just, I mean, that's, just... that's the thing with West They had one disallowed. Did they have one disallowed? Am I thinking of a different game? But they definitely had that hand ball towards the end. That was... Oh, West Ham had one disallowed on VAR. Um, yeah. And offside, yeah. Uh, the big game of the week uh, was on Wednesday, Manchester City. Four Arsenal, one. Um, I took City minus one and a half. You took City to score three or more. Again, plus 138 for me, plus 167, I think, for you. So two yeah. plus money winners. And yeah, Man City were considerably better than Arsenal, Baz. And it looks like, unless something unlikely happens, it's now uh, Manchester City's title. Yes, I, I went and watched this one. So um, a couple of friends around here wanted to go out and watch it, so I went to the pub. We left, uh, I'm in a small town in Nottinghamshire called Bingham. We have about four pubs, um, one of them which is always reliable for football. So we'd arranged, get down there, quarter to eight, watch the football. Oh, turned up and doors are locked, not open. Not a the single pub wasn't pub open? My, not a single pub in my town. Had the football on. Now, bear in mind, I'm in Nottinghamshire, so there's the Man City Arsenal game on for a start, but also not Forest Brighton was on TV. So yeah. you'd think some Forest fans might be in. Doors shut. So I had to grab the jump in the car and drive us all down to the next town down the road. Good story, though. You like this. Um, so basically, uh, you know, Kieran. Um, who yeah, I know Kieran. He came up yeah. for the Super Bowl. So you met him in Newcastle. He doesn't gamble because he's sensible. Um, but he does mm. listen to the podcast because he's also User. sensible. Oh, hiya, Kieran. So uh, he listens to the podcast. He enjoys it. And he, he gets a little bit bamboozled at times. So we're sitting in the pub. He's asking me a lot of questions about when you give the odds and you say this and you say like plus one, two, five. What's that all about? What does it mean? So I had to explain American audience yeah. and all of that. Nice. Anyway, so he turns up at the pub. He says, Baz, I listened to the podcast this morning. And I've had a bet. I was like, you haven't had a bet. I said, I have. So he opens up. <laughs> yes, he opens up. 
his bet three six five account that he's got. I was like, you yeah. haven't got a bet. Like it, this bloke <laughs> has never had a betting account in his life. So he opens up his bet three six five. Account. He says, "I've listened to you. I've backed the city goals." He says, "I'll be honest. I didn't think City would score big numbers like you said, but I've backed them." So let's hope you're, you're good. So he, he told me, he says, I've backed three or more, four or more, five or more. Um, small stakes, which is fine. Of course. Um, anyway, we get gets 2-0 up, half time, and he says, this is it, Baz, I only need one more goal. He shows me, <laughs> he shows me his betting slip. And the first bet oh, on his no. slip isn't three or more, it's more than three. Uh, so he's yeah. backed more than three, more than four. More than four, right. right That's okay. a key in that first bet means you need four goals. So at that point, he was a little bit demoralised because the third went in early on and he yeah. thought, well, I've got my chance here. And he was looking at the cash outs and should I take this? Should I? I said, let it ride. Pity <laughs> will get a fourth. Just let it ride. Let it ride. And we're getting into 85 minutes and he's checking his cash out. and He's got pennies coming back. I said, honestly, they'll get another chance in this last part of the game. They'll get a chance. Leave it. It'll come. Um and sure enough, 93rd minute, bang, fourth goal goes in and Kieran's cash. So I think he turned his £10 into £32.50. Yes, uh, Kieran. Did he buy the beers? I hope he bought the beers. He did not buy a beer. To be fair, that's probably because he's seen how much I picked up from the same game and yeah. realised it wasn't for him to be buying the beers. So, oh, yeah, God game was good. I mean, Man City are just playing on another level. It's honestly, it's like they've just turned on the boosters in the last yeah. couple of months. Um, and nobody can get near them. It's it's going to be really interesting to see how the Madrid game goes because I can't see anybody else getting near to them. They're just, they're just I mean, they're, they're brushed off. They could have been 4 or 5 nil up in the first half against Arsenal. They just brushed them aside with ease. Um, yeah, I just can't see any other outcome now than City going and winning it all, really. If I drive past Kieran at any point and he's sort of sitting in the gutter with a bottle of cider in the next couple of years, Baz, I'll know where to trace his demise back to. Uh, it'll be you. Uh, well done, Kieran. Uh, gamble responsibly, etc. Um, this next game was fun. Everton won Newcastle four. Um, yeah, just I don't know what else to say about this. I was I didn't have much reception in this little office block in Camden Town, but um, I told a few of the lads who were at the party that I needed to know the score, so I had a little um, I had a little flock of lookouts checking their phones and running outside and. Uh, Informing me of the goals as they flew in, and yeah, Newcastle are just um, absolutely on fire. Everton are really, really struggling. My pick, singular, was Newcastle to win um, at three to four, minus one thirty-three. So not one of the fanciest ones. And um, you took Newcastle on the team total bars, and uh, you landed over the corners again, and that just keeps on giving, doesn't it? Yeah. So I'd say I fancied the well. Well, in me summary, the bet was Newcastle scored two or more. I suggested people should ride that to three or more. And then I come back and said also two or more and six or more Newcastle corners just hit so regularly um, and proved to be the case again, nine to four. Uh, that cashed that. So really, really good night. I had all sorts of combinations of ladder and corners and goals and absolutely smashed the Newcastle game, yeah. Serial fired in the Joe Linton anytime goal scorer. Plus 7.50, get in. Oh, somebody um, in the Discord, I can't remember who it is now. It might be the Dutch lad, I can't remember. Somebody backed Callum Wilson to score from outside of the box at 40 to 1. Whoa, get in the cast. queue. The, the Discord was full of winners last night. It was absolutely brilliant. 
because um, there was this and there was the Man United game. I put up a decent bet in as well. Uh, but yeah, I, I'll add all sorts. I mean, Newcastle, 14 corners for Newcastle last night. That's incredible, isn't it? Absolutely obscene for, for a team yeah. total. Ridiculous. So I had two or more plus six corners, three or more plus seven corners. I had four or more plus eight corners. And every one of them just cash. The, the second half, every corner and goal that went was just cash, cash, cash. And it just yeah. couldn't have went any better. I loved, absolutely loved it. I mean, you didn't watch the game. To be nope. fair, Everton did play well for the first half hour. They had us under the cosh. High intensity, pressing high up the field, put us under a lot of pressure. We were very sloppy, giving the ball back very easily. It could easily have been 1-0 up. Um, but you always just felt if we could just ride that storm for a little bit, they'd run out of steam. Or we'd go up the other end, out of nowhere, which we did. Joe Linton puts a ball across. The keeper parries it because he's shit and he's only got little arms. <laughs> And uh, there's who was, it? who was on the spot for that? I can't even remember. Callum Wilson. So many goals. Um, so yeah, Everton started really well, but as soon as Newcastle got that go-ahead goal, it was game over. Yeah, they're very fragile, weren't they? So yeah, the, the, that's their mood. They're going to run around and try hard, but if you get in front, then it's not going to take long for the wheels um, to come off. Then the the other thing of note in this game. Uh, four days after thinking I've seen the best assist I've ever seen in my life from Joe Willick, <laughs> Alexander <laughs> Isaac. I can't Absolutely. get my heads around that. It's like watching. It's it. like... I mean, I tweeted it out last night, so anyone that hadn't seen it could watch it again. Um, I've watched it again and again today, and I got into work today, and anyone who's interested in football, I was like, did you see the assist last night? And they were like, no, I was watching Liverpool Spurs. I was like, no, look at this, though. Look at this. I was doing that at the party last night. The Complete strangers. For me, the, the thing, I mean, he runs from the halfway line and he turns them inside out. I mean, some players there have been turned inside out three or four times, yeah. at which point they should probably just retire. It's it's the very last one when he clears that last defender. He's literally got about half a foot between the defender and the goal line. Yeah. And you think he's only he can only go right and he just takes the slightest touch left. <laughs> And then straight back in. And the way he gets... There's, there's nowhere for him to go. I don't know how he gets through that little gap. Uh, but yeah, it was beautiful. Isaac is... He's just growing and growing every week. Yeah. Uh, I've seen a lot of comparisons to the likes of Thierry Henry. Obviously, it's very early. But he's got all of those sort of traits. He just... He, he's, he could potentially be a hell of a player for us. Uh, yeah, he, he, might, he might feature later on, Baz, when we make some picks in, uh, yeah. in some of my selections. Um Southampton nil, Bournemouth one. I took Bournemouth here. Yeah, it was another great pick. Eleven to five plus two twenty. Uh, you were on the other side. It was a tight game. Handicap this as ignoring the last game that each of them have played, where Southampton played okay and Bournemouth hadn't, and that's where it panned out. Um, a couple of tight VR decisions, so got on the right side of the look. But I still think it was the right pick. In um, Southampton, looked doomed, but. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I thought it might have been a spot where Southampton could get something. Um, wasn't to be, but I, I, I said if they can't get a ge- something in a game like this, then they're probably absolutely finished. And I think that'll probably prove to be the case now. <laughs> I think they're done. Yeah. And finally, the round off my uh, mad run was Tottenham two, Manchester United two. I took the draw um, at plus two sixty. What do you take? I took cool. a bed builder, so you wouldn't have run. Oh, yeah, game. you had a little I'll winner there, didn't you? I'll tell you yeah. what I took. I took uh, three or more goals, eight or more corners, 
Kane and Rashford each to get one or more shot on target. And I've actually wrote down on my notes from the last show, I also took three or more cards, but I didn't back that. Um, but anyway, it all came in. So, uh, yeah, I put a little bet builder out, something a little bit different, um, and everything hit. So, yeah, three or more cards also hit. I, I, I put the bet builder on myself yesterday and missed the cards aspect out of it. Uh, yeah. Although, funnily enough, I got the same price. Um so yeah, a little bet builder came in nice. I was actually waiting quite late on. I think there was a few in the Discord waiting for a Kane shot on target. We were sort of 70 minutes and Kane still hadn't had the shot on target. Everything else had hit, uh, but he got one. So yeah, nice nice little bet builder at a good price, around plus 240. Yep. Uh, it was a and weird game between also, two. Martin, cause, yep. cause you, um, you also hit your treble. I did, yeah. Forget. Um, so that landed at around 4 to 1 or just over 4 to 1. Yeah, yeah, plus four seventeen. So yeah, I mean, you'd expect to hit a treble when you're hitting nine out of ten. I'd have been disappointed not to. It's amazing yeah. that I missed my luck. Yeah, my dog, sorry, um, having given out Forest and all sorts of things. Um, at Bournemouth and the first half goals in Liverpool, I managed to get my um, dog wrong. But anyway, um, so yeah, not a biggie on that one. Yeah, that Man United game was just a weird result between two weird teams, like um. Really, really hard to handicap either of them, both go to. I thought Ten Hag had a shocker last night. Um, he took yeah, I mean, whoever is, it was off and put Fred on. When I, when I was talking about the game, I sort of put up all my notes of, of sort of looking at the form and stuff and got to the end and just think I still had no clue where to go. And I said at the time that I've got no idea where to go, so I'm just going to do something a bit different and come up with a bet builder. Yeah. Um, and I think it was probably the right move for me in the end because I, I don't think I'd have... I don't think I'd have hit the draw. Um, it paid off. It, it, as you say, there are two teams that were really struggling. I think more so now with Spurs, with a change of manager. Yeah, there's a little bit of uncertainty around it, and again, that factors in to the picks for this weekend as well. Okay, um, right. So we've got nine Premier League games to get our teeth into. Once I've told you about underdog fantasy, the NBA and NHL playoffs are here, and. Um, Get your player prop parlays down at Underdog Fantasy. Besides daily NHL, NBA and MLB games, they've also already got NFL best ball drafts with a guaranteed half million in prizes. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. Okay, we will go to... Only three games on Saturday. We had uh, space into the games this week uh, due to the midweek games and the fact there was loads of stuff going on on Wednesday and Thursday night. Um, So we've got three games on Saturday, the lunchtime game tomorrow, uh, 12.30 kickoff, which is a 7.30 Eastern time, is Crystal Palace against West Ham United. Crystal Palace are 13 to 8, plus 162. The doors 21 to 10, plus 210. West Ham are 7-4, plus 175. Um, both teams are safe. West Ham put a little run together um, and accumulated enough points. Palace did the same recently. The, the key for me here was how much do you trust the recent progression that each team has made? Um now, I'm not hugely impressed with what Palace did in those three wins. There was a really weird little microcosm of them taking the handbrake off, scoring 
nine goals in two games, whatever they did. One of them was away at Leeds, which it's just hard to sort of count that as a, as a genuine um, as a genuine win. And the last two performances have just been back to normal for them. That nil-nil with Everton, they were the worst team in the league at the moment. Um, and then they lost the other night, fairly bloodlessly away at Wolves. Two of your, oh, your classic Crystal Palace performances, like no goals again. I think Wolves going to be back normally makes a difference for them. I think the West Ham level of performances in their mini renaissance has been much, much higher. The draw against Arsenal, which when they were 2-0 down after 10 minutes, they could have folded. They didn't. Um, they doubled down on their efforts, got back into it. They humped Bourne with 4-0, and we've just seen Bourne with bounce back with a great away win. Um, and they played well and could easily have gotten at least one point, maybe even all three, uh, against Liverpool on Wednesday night. So I also think West, uh, West Ham have got the better players as basic as it sounds. So I'm happy to take West Ham here on the road, 7-4, plus 175. I'll take the happy hammers, Baz. Yeah, not far off in our analysis there. I agree with, with the Palace. I mean, as you know, I backed Palace in a few of those wins. But I did say at the start of it, I just felt those were the games that they would have won. Even if Vieira was there or Hodgson was there, they had that little twist of games where there were some really favourable fixtures coming up. And I felt like they would have got the points regardless. Um, you're right, back to normal. So Palace, as you say, they come unstuck against Wolves. That was their first defeat in five games under Hodgson. But it's also back-to-back games without a goal, um, which had always been the problem before Hodgson arrived. So slight concern for Palace, definitely, that they've gone back to not hitting the target again. I mean, West Ham had similarly scored, struggled in front of goal for a while, but they seem to have sorted that out now. With Ten goals in the last three games. And they've not failed to score now in any of the last 10 games in all competitions. The defeat to Liverpool was their first in six. Um, and I think they'll fancy themselves to bounce back again here. And I think as slight underdogs, West Ham are, are probably the pick. Seven to four for West Ham. Or, uh, as I always seem to do in these spots, is, is look at the same price for the team to score two or more goals. Yeah. Again, we can get West Ham at seven to four to score two or more. Um, so with you going West Ham, I'm, I, I was between the two, but I, I, I always like the goals aspect, and, and I think I fancy two or goal, goals slightly more. Um, they've done it in three in a row now. So before the Liverpool game, that was the, the Liverpool game. Obviously, they only scored one, although they had one disallowed. Um, they had a penalty show ruled out. Um, but before that, they had hit two or, at least two goals in each of the last three games. So yeah, the pick for me: West Ham to score two or more. At the same price as you, seven to four. Yeah, we've got quite a few uh, suggestions in the in the YouTube comments. Serials going for the uh, West Ham draw no bet. He's uh, eating off the same menu as you, Baz. Uh, Slipwick West Ham uh, wins to nil. Um, and Lenny is going. What both teams to score um, as well? So yeah, a little bit scared of, of, of Crystal Palace, um, Lenny, in that situation. Yeah, so yeah, loads of. Lacey yeah, is the last 12 head-to-heads have all had both teams to score. I mean, I know the Americans like their head-to-heads, but... I was just going to look, say that, Buzz. We've got to look at how far back you're looking at those head-to-heads. And we're talking different teams, different scenarios, sometimes different leagues. Um, so I, I don't like looking at head-to-heads further back than a year or last season at the most. Um you know, appreciate the stats coming out. Um, but yeah, what, what are we looking at? I mean, if you're looking at 12 head to heads, we're going back to 2014 15. It's yeah, 
Yeah, they do. They like the head-to-heads and they like the revenge angles, Baz, as well. Yeah. Um, I have to uh, get stuck in the moon after the boards on the baseball show. But this will be a revenge game. Like, they don't want to win every game. But, like, the other team aren't going to try just because this bloke used to play for them. Uh, we have, we get into that a lot. Um, two three o'clock games on Saturday. Brentford against Nottingham Forest is a three pm kickoff, which is ten am Eastern time. Brentford eleven to seventeen minus one fifty three. The draw is fourteen to five plus two eighty. And Nottingham Forest a nine to two plus four fifty. Uh, Baz Brentford Forest. Yeah, so Brentford stopped the rot a little on Wednesday with a win over Chelsea. They've gone six without a win prior to that. But let's be honest, if any team's looking to break a disappointing run at the moment, what do you want? You want a game against Chelsea, don't you? Because anybody can beat them at the moment. So it's hard to know how to approach Brentford, really. Uh, there's no real consistency to factor in from them. The Unders has hit three in a row. Um, but then the both teams to score has alternated yes and no. Six games in a row, it's yes one week, no the next, yes, no. No real trends there. So I couldn't find anything with Brentford that pushed me any direction. So I thought I'd just move on, have a look at Forest and see see where that leads me. I mean, we both leaned towards Forest this week uh, in what we thought was the right spot for them. Admittedly, some of us were bolder than others. Um, but, you know, both cashed a winner back in back in Forest. Um, I mean, what will be encouraging for Forest is the five goals and scored in the last two games because um, they had looked like they were weak in front of goal. Like, and I'd mentioned the other day that Brentford have only had one clean sheet in the last 10. So obviously they did keep a clean sheet against Chelsea, but I mean, that's no surprise. Chelsea are toothless. But they're definitely, Brentford are definitely a side you can get at defensively. So Forrest have played well two games on the bounce now uh, and against decent sides in Liverpool and Brighton. Um, they've moved out of the bottom three and they're a big price here at 9-2. I think... Course, no, no. Pull the trigger, Baz. Do it. No, I'm not. I'm not, and I'm not. I'm not going double chance either. To be fair, uh, I think Forrest can get amongst it again here, um, and I wouldn't put anyone off backing them if, if that's where they want to go. But for me, the both teams to score had had, had a bigger drag for me. It's nineteen to twenty, um, but as I say, just with Brentford not keeping many clean sheets at all. Uh, I feel like the, the both teams to score has got a good chance here. It's around 19 to 20, but I don't mind Forrest at 9 to 2, or, or if you want to, you know, go slightly safer. Forrest on the double chance market still plus money 6 to 5. Uh, but for me, the pick is both teams to score, Forrest and Brentford. Uh, same pick, Baz, both teams to score. Um, yeah, Brentford did get a visit from Dr. Chelsea this week and, and won without playing too well. It was either that or the over two and a half goals and you're getting slightly bigger price with both teams to score. Yeah. Um, it was nine to 10, uh, minus 111 and over two and a half. And the both teams score was just a titchy bit bigger, um, 18 to 19 or yeah, minus 105. So I'll co-sign that. Baz team ride, exactly the same pick, both teams to score. Uh, third and final game on Saturday, also at 3 p.m., 10 a.m. Eastern kickoff is Brighton and Hove Albion against Wolverhampton Wanderers. Brighton are 1 to 2, minus 200. The draw is Burlington Bertie, 100 to 30, plus 333. Wolves 11 to 2, plus 550. Um, Brighton didn't play badly in the week uh, against Forest. Missed plenty of chances, as you pointed out. That's kind of the handicap. Um, made some changes after that uh, penalty shootout defeat. Last Sunday afternoon in the FA Cup semi-final. 
Um, everything went right for Wolves in the week. Second minute OG enables them just to control the game against a team like Palace, who were never really going to cut you to ribbons unless you leads, of course. Um, so it set up for them perfectly before they got the lace pen. Um, so I do like Brighton here. I think it's a good bounce back spot at home. Wolves with another win um, can just ease off a little bit. Um, so there's lots of markets too short in terms of you've probably done the same thing, Baz. If you if you handicapped this the same, you looked at team totals, uh, over two and a half, things like that. The goals related stuff involving Brighton was too short. So I did find Brighton half time, full time. Uh, at plus 137, 11 to 8. Um, I think then get out the traps, get in front, and then finish Wolves off in the second half. So I'll take Brighton, half-time, full-time, 11 to 8, plus 137, Barry. I think you've hit the nail on the head a little bit with the Brighton prices. Uh, the first thing I've wrote down is it's it's really hard to find value in Brighton these days. I think for a while the bookies had been sleeping on them a little bit. Um, and we were getting good prices every week for Brighton to score two or more and things like that. And now... You're looking at significant odds on for those sort of players. Um, and even on the money line, I think one to two for Brighton here is starting to get a bit short to the point where I wouldn't want to get involved. Um, we both faded Brighton versus Forest successfully. Um, that was very much due to the situation, though. We, we just thought the tough semi-final could have took its toll physically, mentally. Um, and there's no doubt they'll, they'll be looking to put that behind them here and, and, and push on for what's a busy run for them. They've played fewer games than anybody else, mainly due to their cup run, um, but other games cancelled for various reasons. So they've got more games in the run-in than anybody. Um, and, and, and as I say, tough tough schedule coming up. But it's it's only two wins now in the last six for Brighton, with a defeat to Spurs, Forest, a penalty defeat to Man United, um, Drew with Brentford, and the only two wins I've got is Bournemouth and Chelsea. Um, I've mentioned recently on the podcast, Brighton's good run of form post-World Cup. They have been in great form, but I kept mentioning it's been in a stretch where they've had really, really favourable set of fixtures. Um, and it turns a bit for them now in the running. And I have a feeling Bournemouth's, uh, Brighton's season could unravel a little bit. Um and possibly miss out on Europe, which I think will be a massive disappointment for them if they do, given where they were a few weeks ago. Um, I mean, they haven't... They've still got to play all of the top four. They've only got... I think they've got about nine or... Eight or nine games left. In the next seven, they've got to play Man City, Arsenal, Newcastle and Man United. And I just think they've got a hard run in. They've had a really favourable run of fixtures and it might unravel a little bit. Um Wolves, however, continue to be my nemesis. Um, <laughs> feel free to just oppose any pick I make on this game because I just can't get them right. It doesn't matter what I do. Uh, I can't even get the name of the manager right. What, what we call Le, Le Petit Goo. Yeah, Le uh, Petit Goo is what yeah, you said, yeah. Can't even, can't even get that right. incorrectly. Le, Le Petit Goo. I did get a message from Lopetegui the next day. He wasn't happy about that. No, I feel um, But yeah, Wolves... Wolves I just can't get them right. They've won three of the last four games. Um, those three wins included uh, clean sheets in, in each of them. So they've conceded just one goal in the last four. Um, so for me, I can't take any side to win it here, as Wolves just defy whatever I do. So I thought I've got I've got to look at goals. And despite Wolves' least you know decent defensive record lately, I thought 
I couldn't ever back against this Brighton side not scoring because um, that's no fun and, and, and they are a, a good attacking side. So for me, uh, it was leaning towards the both teams to score again. It's hitting four of the last five games for Brighton. They don't keep lean, loads of clean sheets. Forrest managed to put three past them. Brentford managed to put three past Bright, Brentford. Um, and as I say, I'd back Brentford to score in every game. So I'm going to back Wolves to get on a score sheet here. Uh, Brent, Brighton might win it, but I'll take the both teams to score at 10 to 11. Okey doke. Uh, there's a bit of a, um, a sea change in the in the YouTube comments uh, against us. Kind of everyone fancies the Wolves side. Wolves plus one. Yeah. Uh, Wolves is outsiders. So um, clear to see it in the Brighton look a little bit a little bit gassed, but Brighton did make changes, and I think they'll they'll make I, some more. I, I, I think. genuinely think I, I think it could could end up being a bit bit of a disappointing finish for them. As, as great a season as it's been so far, and realistically, if they finish top half, it's been a great season. But I think if they miss out on Europe, I think they'll see that as a missed opportunity. Uh, and with as I say, the top four all still to play, it's a real possibility. Um, I, I like Brighton. I'd like to see them win here. Um, I'm no longer worried about them catching Newcastle, so I, I do. Uh, I've got three of them in my fantasy football team as well, so I will want to see them perform. Uh, moving on to Sunday, we've got four games to kick off at two p.m., uh, which is nine a.m. Eastern time. First one is Bournemouth against Leeds. Bournemouth are fourteen to nine plus one fifty-five. The draw is five to two plus two fifty. Leeds are seventeen to ten plus one seventy. Barry. Yeah, so another good win this week for Bournemouth, who I think are pretty much safe now. Maybe one more win would would probably seal that for them. Really good form for Bournemouth lately. Five wins in the last eight games is massive when you consider where they were before that eight games. Um, I know you wrote them off earlier on. <laughs> yeah, when you were yeah. Looking at, 17 yeah, points I had them on. Relegation battle. You thought they were dead and buried. I thought they had something in them, but I didn't think it would be as much as they've they've produced. So five wins in eight games is outstanding. Leeds, on the other hand, continue to let more opportunities slip away. I mean, they've had lots of winnable games lately. They went one 0 up against Palace and blew it. They went one 0 up against Leicester and couldn't hold on. They also missed a sitter at the end of that Leicester game, which would have nicked them a win. They failed to beat Fulham recently. Um, so it's no wins in four and four defeats in the last six for Leeds. And I just think there's been opportunities there where if if they are going to get away from trouble, those were the opportunities. Um, both teams to score continues to be the play that pays in the Leeds games. It's hit eight in a row now. Uh, and the over 2.5 has also hit seven of the last eight. The only one it didn't hit was the one where I backed it last week. Um, and really that the over 2.5 should have hit with ease in that Leicester game. So, it's another difficult one. The bookies can't split them. And it, it feels like, to me, it's a bigger game for Leeds now because Bournemouth look a bit safer. Um, and as good as the home, as good as Bournemouth's overall form has been, they have lost the last two home games by a combined margin of six goals to nil, um, which which gives me a little bit of hope for Leeds. But I think it's it's impossible to back Leeds, isn't it, on the money line? That they're a shambles defensively, and that's always going to make it hard to back them. So again, I'm looking at the goals market. Both teams to score is a little bit too short. It's four to six. So I'll go for the over 2.5 goals here. So Leeds, Bournemouth, over 2.5 goals. It's four to five is the pick for me. Okay. Um, well, I picked Bournemouth, having put a line through the, that West Ham game. Leeds struggled again against Leicester. They did miss that chance at the end, 
haven't been in front. But I think Leicester were generally the better team. The XG kind of reflects that as well. Um, had a couple of... If Jamie Vardy could have stayed on side, I think they'd have probably won that game. And um, used to say that Sinistera, who got the goal for them on Tuesday night, is out for the season. So that's another blow. Um, I hadn't seen that one. I yeah. think he's, he's been one I've considered for um, goal scorer picks lately because he just looks looks involved in everything at the moment. The only yeah, thing I might do is, is free up a space for Willie Nondo, which it's still quite surprising yeah. that he's not been playing and all the Leeds fans are desperate to get him back in. Um, Leeds just look really fragile, like a bit like Everton last night. They're going to compete, but the minute they fall behind, you really fear for them. Um, I think this Bournemouth will say this is a huge chance uh, to clinch safety. They've, they've been on a really good run. They're back at home. Uh, the fans are absolutely delirious. Our Twitter page seems to have more Bournemouth fans on there. It must be that stupid algorithm. I maybe commented once to a Bournemouth fan, and now it thinks that's all we're interested in. Um, We've moved on again from uh, from Slutty Velma and um, Spider Side and Bananas. The, I do wonder about the Twitter algorithms because I wonder if we both um, have access to the Premier League Gambling Podcast Twitter account. I wonder <laughs> if you get the same feed that I get. Uh, I mean, do you not, whether, you've not seen all the Bournemouth fans? Because I haven't seen a lot of Bournemouth. Right. Um, Did you see any spiders hiding in bananas? I've not seen any of that either. So no. All oh, right, I, that's I all mine is. I think it might log your IP address and realise it's a year yeah. and feed you different shit to what it feeds me. Oh, what? I'll get I'll back get on the... the uh... I'll get all the intellectual stuff. Yeah, I'll get back on this slutty Velma from Scooby-Doo pictures then, uh, if you're not going to see them. Um, I pick anyway, Baz is Bournemouth on the money line. 14-9, I think they can uh, put a dagger through the hearts of Leeds United here, uh, plus 155. Uh, next is Fulham against Manchester City. Fulham 11-1, to the door 5-1. to Manchester City want the four minus four hundred. You pretty much have to handicap this on what can you expect from Fulham because you know what you can expect from City again. They might make some changes. Um, Fulham have looked a lot livelier. Kind of we we wrote them off after that um, cup defeat at Manchester United, um, and they've been pretty carefree. They didn't score in the week at Villa, but competed quite well. The last four City games. Of all the league games, sorry, uh, have all been both teams to score. They keep beating teams something one, uh, three, four, five, one. Um, I think Fulham can get a goal here, uh, and therefore my pick's going to be both teams to score bars at even money plus 100. Fair enough. I've, I've wrote down here we go again with the boring, predictable segment of the show. Yeah, where, where we come to City and everybody <laughs> and knows say minus one and a half. But you, you've come up with something a bit different, I, I suppose, in, in terms of looking at the opposite side of it, which is good. Uh, I've, I've not been quite... I mean, at the moment, for me, it just doesn't matter who City are playing. It doesn't matter what the form is like for the opposition. It doesn't matter what the head-to-head was. City are just on a different level to anyone at the moment. So I just find myself jumping in and thinking, right, how many will they win by? How many will they score? And then looking at the price and seeing what what I like from it. Yeah. Um, the 16 games unbeaten... In the league, it's seven wins in a row. Uh, they scored three or more in each of the last four games and three or more in eight of the last nine in all competitions. So for me, giving even money for Man City to score three or more here just feels like printing money. In their current form, I mean, I watched that Arsenal game the other day and it could have been sixes and sevens easily and Arsenal could have had no complaints. I mean, Haaland, unlike him, missed 
a hat trick of chances in the first half um, on his own. And we know Harlan's going out for all sorts of records. He'll start again. I could see him getting in amongst it in the first half, probably being off by half time and getting the rest. But three or more is just your standard City performance, minimum of three. So, yeah, that the pick for me is City to score three or more at evens. And I will be laddering it further. Three to one for four or more. Uh, eight to one for five or more. 16 to one for them to score six or more. I mean, in those those last nine games um, that I mentioned, they've, they've, they've hit the three or more eight of the last nine. They've hit four twice. They also put six past Burnley, who, who are comfortably the best team in the championship. They put seven past Leipzig, who are a solid Bundesliga side. Even even the four or more looks a safe bet to me at the moment with City, the way they're playing. Uh, as I say, they should easily have had four against Arsenal. Um, so, yeah, for me, definitely the, the pick is evens, three or more. Um but I've no problem at all taking the four or more at three to one. Uh, the other ones are, are, are getting a little bit more ambitious, but I, but I think the three and four should cash with ease. Uh, Velma's reputation is getting dragged through the mud in the YouTube comments section currently. She'll uh, we'll be seeing her in court. Uh, apologies, any uh, family members of Velma who might be tuning in. Um, Manchester United against Aston Villa is next up. Man United are 13 to 18. Minus one thirty-eight. The draw is twenty-six to nine plus two ninety. Uh, Villa eighteen to five plus three sixty. Uh, Baza, um, interesting game this one. Yeah, I mean, I, I continue to struggle a bit with Man United. Um, I mean, they're hanging around. They're, they're still in the top four. Uh, everyone's still considering to be one of the top four teams this season. But realistically, they haven't looked impressive in recent games. Um, and we've talked before about the eye test. Sometimes just looking at what you've seen and what you've watched as opposed to relying on the stats too much can be a good way of approaching things. And I mean, in, in reality, this, this, the stats aren't great either for them. They've only one win in 90 minutes in the last five games. Um, you've mentioned before you feel anyone can score against Man United because they're shite. That's, I think that was your words. Um Maguire back from suspension. Surely he isn't going to be involved. Um, but then at the same time, I said v- against Spurs, well, man, you, you, you just you, you couldn't even trust them against Spurs, despite Spurs being at their lowest ebb. Um, and that proved to be correct. They blew a two-goal lead, um, and you wouldn't want anything to do with them um, following that. Villa continued to be in great form. No defeat in 10 games, just two draws in those 10 games. Uh, they've got a sight on a European place here. And with Spurs and Man United showing some vulnerabilities, um, and Brighton, as I said, with a really tough run in, I think Villa will smell blood here and think they've got a sniff at getting these European spots. It's another spot where I simply couldn't imagine backing Man United at odds on. Um, we said through the week, Chelsea had odds on for versus Brent, Brentford in midweek was one. That was just stupid. Uh, and I think Man United odds on here, given Villa's form, is is again a, a little bit silly. Um, so that's... I think I just think at these prices, I've got to take Villa. At 4-1, to one, I think Villa are the pick. Villa are on the money line. And I will caveat it... Uh, you know, because for anyone who comes, no, no, I'm, I'm taking Villa. C- Serials one step ahead of you, Baz. No, no, I'm not. I'm not taking the double chance. I'm, I'm taking Villa to win, 
But all I'm going to say, because you will get people saying, oh, what are you batting for? You haven't looked at Man United's home form. I realise Man United's home form is really, really good. They haven't lost at Old Trafford since September when Real Sociedad beat them in the Europa League. Um, but there's a few teams worse than Villa who've gone there recently and grabbed a point. Uh, and I don't think Villa will fear this Man United team at all. I think Villa will go there and play. And I think the value is in, in Villa. So I'll take Aston Villa to win on the money line at 4-1. to one. I think we, we've handicapped this exactly the same, Baz. I've come down. I think you quite you quite like my bet uh, when I come out with it. Um, this really hinged on the odds. I think if Man United had been a bit bigger, um, then I would have taken them. Um, yeah, I, I because, agree. I've, yeah. I've said this a few times lately, Malcolm. It, it's not always just about finding what you think will happen. You've got to look for the value, haven't you? And yeah. if the price isn't right, then you've got to look elsewhere. And I think if Villa had been a bit bigger, I would have taken them as well. Maybe 92 or something like we did at Chelsea a couple of weeks ago. Um, Captain Insano likes the both teams to score. Um, Cap- Captain Insano has also called me out. He says, Baz has had a few drinks and it's wearing his <laughs> big boy pants. Yeah, that's all it took, Captain. Who knew? Get a couple of uh, a couple of light ales inside Barry and suddenly he's prepared to have a, to have a bet. Um, <laughs> I'm here for this. Keep getting into him. Um, so yeah it did hinge on the odds I think anything was possible and you hit my handicap on the head Baz that I do think Man United can't defend they showed it again the other night um, I think Villa will want to showcase um, how far they've progressed very much like they did against Newcastle when they batted us two weeks ago um, I've gone for the Villa team total Baz is over one and a half goals um, um, so yeah that's at a price of two to one the 2-2 draw, Baz, is very much in play here at 14-1. Uh, that's where we're... Uh, you know, when we when you throw out a clip on Sunday night on TikTok, it's going to be a bit... Hang on, I'll pause for one second and then I'll see it. And I think this is definitely going to be... Oh, you've just ruined it there. And that was the clip. Fucking hell. Go on then, do it again. Do it again. Right. I think, Baz, this is definitely going to finish. Manchester United 2, Aston Villa 2. <laughs> Yeah, that's the clip. I think we're pointing as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Villa team total over one and a half. Uh, New- Villa Newcastle on the team total this week, so I'm, I'm a bit worried yeah. from that one. Uh, Go back in, Baz. Get over it. Yeah. Uh, Two p.m. Sunday game. I will be at is Newcastle United against Southampton. Uh, Newcastle are uh, minus Burlington Birdie um, minus three thirty-three, uh, three to ten. The draw is 92 plus 450. Southampton are at 10 to 1. And uh, Newcastle have recovered from their blip um, against Villa by humping Spurs and Everton scoring 10 goals in the process. Southampton received another nail in their coffin, losing 1 0 at Bournemouth. This could be a bloodbath. Um, Southampton did throw in that weird 3 3 at Arsenal last Friday night. Uh, but I just think coming to St. James is, is a different proposition at the moment. We've seen Manchester United come up here, get absolutely blown out of the water. Uh, we saw Tottenham come up here last week in 5-0 down after 20 minutes. Um, I never go particularly mad in Newcastle games because I fear it's always going to come back and bite me on the arse. So, for example, going to Everton this week, just Newcastle on the money line. Um, you... Uh, uh, we've played them three times already this season. Um, beat them 4-1, 1-0 and 2-1. Southampton are a bit better on the road. They've picked up 14 points on the road compared to 10 at home. My pick is going to be Newcastle to win and over two goals in the game. 
is a price of nine to ten minus one eleven. We could beat them. I put my super six on before. I put ten nil down. Um, we could beat them ten nil. However, you see, they've been good for a goal. Uh, scored three at Arsenal. We have conceded. We beat Spurs six one. We beat Everton four one. We could easily do Southampton in four or five one. So yeah, Newcastle win and over two goals nine to ten minus one eleven. Bas. Yeah, so I mean, my first instinct here is just ladder Newcastle on everything. Goals, corners, the amount of players Isaac can turn inside out in under a minute. Whatever you want, just ladder it, <laughs> uh, ladder it up as far as you can go. Um, I mean, I absolutely nailed the preview of the Everton game. I highlighted the number of games this season where we've hit threes, fours, fives, and even sixes recently. I flagged up how often we threaten to do this to teams. We've threatened it so often this year. Um, so hitting 4v Everton wasn't a massive surprise to me. Um, although you did put out the unders. You haven't mentioned that one. That was where you actually did take two bets on a game, um, one of which was absolute shite. Um, but let's move on. Um, it wouldn't surprise me here if Newcastle hit fours, fives, whatever they want to do. I mean, as I say, we did have to dig in for half an hour or so. We, we rode out that early pressure from Everton, but after that, it was one-way traffic. Um, I just can't see Southampton producing that similar effort. Effort, you know, Everton did put a big effort in early on, and did make a fight of it. And I just don't think this Southampton team have got that in them. No. Um, they look, they look beaten, they look wounded. Um, so it's now eight without a win for Southampton, and uh, and time is running out for them. They've lost four of the last six. Whereas that did include a game against Man City. It's the two recent home defeats, Bournemouth and Palace, that stand out. If you can't be winning them games at home at this stage with the amount at stake, you're in massive trouble. Um, you know, there's two sides that really need to be getting beat at home. You know, when you're at home, you need to be beating them. Um, and failing to score has been an issue. They failed to score in five of the last eight games. The reverse leg of this fixture was only back in November. Newcastle won 4-1 down at their place. We've also had a 1-0 win down at their place in the League Cup and a 2-1 win at home in the League Cup. So we've beat them three times already this season. Your pick, I, I think, is... I just don't see how that fails. Um, but I'm <laughs> going to stick with a strategy here um, of what's done well for me lately. It's Newcastle goals, it's Newcastle corners. So the starting point for me here is Newcastle to score two or more and Newcastle to get six or more corners. That's at a price of five to four. So you double that up in a bet builder for five to four. And then you ladder it up any way you want. Um, you can leave the corners at six and ladder the goals up. So you go three goals and six corners, four goals, six corners. Or if you fancy the two goals is, is, the, is the safest play, you stick with the two goals, but you take six corners, seven corners, eight corners. And we can get some big prices by keeping the goals and corners in play. And as I say, Newcastle two goals and Newcastle six or more corners is just hitting very regularly and quite often going far beyond that. So I'll be laddering it up. Um, I mean, you can be bold. You can push them both up, go for three or more goals and seven corners. or uh, That's available at seven to two. Newcastle score four and eight corners, 14 to one. But yeah, getting carried a little bit carried away. But the pick for me is Newcastle to score two or more, uh, and Newcastle to get six or more corners, five to four. Right, Baz. Um, your beer field enthusiasm has uh, already got us to the one hour mark, and we've still got two games to handicap. Yeah, so we'll have to. Yeah, yeah. 
Do you want a chatty Cathy when you've got a couple of beers inside you, it turns out, Buzz? I've been um, keeping the profanity out of it. You, know, I've been you have kept the profanity out of it. Well done. That's when you're hungover, not when you're drunk. Uh, right, two games left. Let's, a little bit quicker, Buzz. Um, 4.30 kickoff. Liverpool against Tottenham. It's 11.30 Eastern time. Liverpool 1 to 2, minus 200. The draw is 72 plus 450. Tottenham 19 to 4 plus 475. Buzz, you said earlier on you had interesting things. Uh, to pick in this one. So what was it? In this one? Liverpool Tottenham, yeah. I don't think I've got anything interesting for this one. Well, I don't oh, right. recall seeing that. Anyway, Liverpool scraped by West Ham again with another one-goal victory. Uh, it keeps their European hopes going. There are still Liverpool fans out there thinking they could nick fourth place. I think it's out of their reach, despite a good run-in for Liverpool. And a good result for them last night with Man U Spurs drawing. That was probably the perfect result for Liverpool's hopes of trying to get into the top four. Uh, but I think any points dropped here for Liverpool uh, and even the most optimistic fans will have to admit defeat if they give anything away to Spurs. Yeah, Spurs can take yesterday's result as a bit of a positive. Going 2-0 down to Man United. Um, I think under Conte or Stellini, they'd have folded. That, that would have been game over. Curtains giving probably lost four or five nil. Uh, so Mason will be happy that they put up a bit of fight, bit of desire to get back into it, grabbed a point, uh, and more importantly, kept Man United within touch and distance. So it, you know, they're not completely out of that top four race. Mean, uh, my immediate thought on Liverpool games at the moment is goals. Last six games, both teams to score has hit in five of them. Um, over 2.5 has hit in five of the last six. Um, and four of the last six have made it to over 3.5. Also, seven in a row for Spurs on the both teams to score. And six out of seven have went over 2.5, uh, with five of those seven Spurs games going over 3.5 goals. So my first instinct here is over 3.5 goals, which is available Ooh. at six to five. Um, if you want to have the 2-1 either way on your side, then I don't mind over 2.5 and both teams to score. You can double the two of those up and get just short of evens. It's 20 to 23. Um, that that gives you a little bit more on your side. But uh, the pick for me is, is going to be over 3.5 goals at 6 to 5. Okay. Um, yeah, Liverpool got away with it this week. Liverpool picked up six points this week, Baz. It could easily have been one or two. Uh sort of squeezed past Forest last week and then squeezed past West Ham. Um, so, yeah, you still don't know what Liverpool are going to do, really. Probably good for a goal, uh, but can't defend either. I think we saw the first glimpse of a reaction under uh, Ryan Mason for Tottenham last night when they did come back from 2-0 down. Um, they will play for Mason. I think they'll try a lot harder. They can't possibly be as bad as they were. Um last week at Newcastle and they've got enough good players that's the thing if if they can if Ryan Mason can harness some positive energy out of them then Tottenham are going to be competitive again they're still sitting fifth in the league um, if they don't defend like absolute minges on Sunday um, Liverpool are going to give you a chance Liverpool are 100% going to give you a chance like I say if, if, on another day if Forrest had defended properly last week Forrest would have won Um they had a decent XG, 2.15 against Man United last week. I'm going to take Tottenham. This is my uh, Patrick Backus hold my beer pick of the week. Uh, Tottenham, for me, 19-4, plus 4.75 on the money line. 
Uh, we will go to um, the next game is Monday night. So we've got a game on Monday. Uh, we'll probably record on Monday night again. So we'll do we'll watch this game live or what have you. Uh, and there is a game on Tuesday which we'll record, which we'll cover in the next episode. Uh, so Monday's game is 8 p.m. Uh, UK time, 3 p.m. Eastern. Leicester against Everton. Leicester are even money, uh, plus 100. The draw is 5 to 2. Everton are 11 to 4, uh, plus 275. Holy shit, Baz. I thought this was an absolutely life changing price on Leicester. Uh, they've showed signs of recovery against Manchester City. They then got a home win against Wolves, which is quite a good comparison game for this one as well. Uh, home t- home game against the team around them. Uh, they got a point at Leeds where they did look the better team. They had a 1.94 XG uh, at Leeds United. And Everton just looked doomed. Like you said, they've run around a lot for half an hour the other night. Um, but they'd had that big home support, that big blue smoke show whatever the hell was going on there um, and they just look doomed fragile is the word I used it with Leeds earlier on um, they got that nil out of Palace but that did nothing for me you know my thoughts on Palace and then they just they can't score enough goals to win this I can't see them scoring more than one goal maximum Leicester will beat them Leicester will win this game even money is a great price pass even money is a great price for Leicester. I'm talking to Everton, yeah. Never thought I'd hear it. Um, on even remember what I've picked in this one. I'm going to go through my notes. What I should say, <laughs> what I should say is these notes and my research were all carried out. Are they written on a beer mat or something? What are they written on? No, no, it's it's all here and and um, it's, written it's on your arm or electronic format. Well, um, what, I, what I'm going to say though, did it on the bus? Research was done whilst I was sober. Oh, okay, so it can all be taken at, at face value. It's not me <laughs> uh, just the reading of it uh, is is in that situation. Anyway, I like your quote last week about Chelsea Brentford. You said it was a bit like a dog with fleas. Yeah, um, and this game is another one of those. It's a horrible game, uh, horrible to handicap. It's a classic relegation six pointer. This one. Both in the bottom three. A win for either side could give them a much-needed boost in the run-in. A defeat for either side could be terminal. I think Leicester, ironically, are in their best form in a while. They're unbeaten in two games. That's that's the best form they've had in a long time. Uh, They've had a win v Wolves and a draw v Leeds. And the longer form term isn't good. They've lost four on the bounce before those two. Um, They haven't been getting on the score sheet regularly. Uh, only once have they failed to score in the last eight. So seven of eight, seven of the last eight have hit both teams to score. Uh, and five of the last eight have hit uh, over two and a half goals. But Everton now it's no win in six and just three points in those six games. It's only one win in the last 10, that being a 1-0 home win against Brentford. The away form for Everton is, has got to be the big concern. 14 games now without a win away from home. But on the other side of that, Leicester, they, they might have won their last match home against Wolves, but they lost five in a row at home before that. So it's hardly a fortress at the King Power Stadium. I'm sure they'll all be there with their silly little clapperboards. I've been to Leicester a few times and that's what they do when it's a big game and they need to get a big atmosphere. They give everyone a little bit of concertina cardboard that they all whack off the hand, clapping away because they can't clap with their hands. Um, that drives me madly. Um, <laughs> anyway, this one is a dog with fleas. I don't want 
either of the two side teams on my side. So I've gone back to the strategy I used in the Spurs v Man United game. I've gone for a little bet builder and I've followed mm-hmm. exactly the same format. So we've got two or more goals, eight or more corners, Barnes to have one shot on target and Dominic Calvert-Lewin to have one shot on target. Uh, one or more, that should be. Uh, that's 11 to four for that bet. So yeah, it's a game I just didn't like, didn't like either side of it. So just put up something a little bit fun. It worked for me through the week. I'm going to try it again. Barnes and Calvert-Lewin, one shot on target each. Two or more goals, eight or more corners. Okay. I'm really bullish about uh, Leicester in this situation. I don't know if I've misread something, I, I but uh, see yeah, we'll find out, won't we? That's why they play the games, Baz. Um, right, we've got 90 seconds to throw out these exotics. If we go over one minute and ten, uh, Kramer gets really, really cross. Apparently, we break the entire network. Um, yeah. So... I've wasted 15 of it explaining that unnecessarily. Lock, Leicester, told you I was bullish, even money. Doug, West Ham, 17 to 4, plus 175. Um, if you want to throw Tottenham in there as well, uh, at 5 to 1, you'll get a huge price double there. Uh, my parley is a 14 money line parley, which stinks a little bit. It's a little bit Courtney Love, you think. Um, something's bound to go wrong here, but Brighton. Manchester City, Newcastle, and Leicester. <laughs> All my eggs are very much in one basket here. Five to one on the parlay. And for a goal, Alexander Isak. It's his turn to start. Um, and he's absolutely untouchable at the minute. Uh, 11 to 10, anytime scorer, Baz. You've got 32 seconds. Uh, my lock is City to score three or more uh, at around even money. Um, my underdog, I've also went for West Ham at seven to four. I was tempted with Villa against Man United, but West Ham's the pick. Uh, my scorer, I've also gone for Isak, but I've caveated it. I think you've got to look at the team lineup, see whoever starts. You can get Isak or Wilson at just over even money. Whichever one of them starts, I'll be back in to score any time. And the treble for me is over 2.5 goals in the Liverpool Spurs game. And then Newcastle to score two or more, Man City to score three or more. It's not a fancy price, it's around. Plus three ten, just over three to one. Uh, yeah, so Liverpool Spurs over two point five, and then team totals: Newcastle two or more, City three or more. Uh, love that, Baz. Uh, we have gone over time, but I think it's worthwhile because Bayou Funk has just popped up in extra time uh, with a Karate Kid two reference. So if Kramer <laughs> can't, if Kramer can't grant us a one minute extension for a Karate Kid two reference, then what are we all doing here? Uh, what's happening the rest of the weekend, Baz? You can keep it short. Uh, I was supposed to have football on Sunday, but the team just messaged me about an hour ago to cancel. Yeah, uh, nice. So not sure, really. It's a long weekend for us as well. We've got a bank holiday. We've all got Monday off. Um, so long weekend. No plans arranged yet. I'm going to carry on getting drunk tonight and then think yeah. about that tomorrow. Solid choice. Um, I've got a job tomorrow in Pontilin, but on Sunday I'm going to be out for the match. But then on Sunday night we're going to see Martin Kemp uh, Martin Kemp out. Was he in Spandau Ballet or was Spandau it Duran Duran? Spandau hey. Ballet. I think it's Spandau uh, Ballet, isn't it? Was it? Um, so, go to, so, so that leaves me pretty much in town from midday till midnight. So I'm going to be in a right old state um, by then. So I might be tight and motion again on Monday night uh, by the time we come back to that. I'm just having a little look here at the Scottish Cook. Cook. I've just saw that Bale Funk in the chat is asking for Scottish Cup predictions. I haven't considered it, 
But Beer Funk, I will have a look at it and you can guarantee I will be... Which cup we're on about? Because I'm looking here and there's no... There's, there's no, no Scot- Scottish... There's no Scottish... I think he's... Yeah. I've got the Scottish Lowland League Cup. Is that any good? <laughs> Bro- Broomhill against Cumbernauld Colts. Edinburgh University against East Stirling. Or Gretna against East Kilbride. Uh, we'll take a three-team away parley oh, the there. Cup. There's Falkirk v Inverness. In the Scottish oh, right. Is that the one he means? That is tomorrow. <laughs> right, um, okay. Who do you want? Rangers v Celtic is on uh, Sunday, Malcolm. Ah, right, okay. That, that, that does make more sense. Why is that not listed on yes? Scottish yeah, Championship. Got, um, well, don't Celtic Funk, always batter them? I, I know Bale Funk is in the Discord, so um, I will have a look. I'll let you know my thoughts, but Bill Funk, if you can let me know yours, yeah, you might have a much better angle on it than I have because I'm I'm not big on Scottish football, but I do like a, an old firm derby. So Rangers Celtics might might be one that I can get involved in. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll chat in the Discord, yeah. which is a I'll good time what. to tell anybody to get in the Discord. Hit the thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube, like, rate, review if you're on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you're putting your podcast. Uh, be you. I'll tell you what. You give us the winners for that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll have the day off. You throw out the Scottish Cup winners and we'll pile it. I'll be full of beer, so I will bet anything you tell me to. Um, right, well done. Good effort, Baz. Uh, three minutes over, but I went nine in one. What they're going to do? Sack me. Um, cheers, everyone, for commenting and joining us in YouTube. Loads of fun, as always. Big weekend ahead. Uh, enjoy all your punts. We'll be back probably on Monday night, I reckon. Um, and until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers.